Hello, hello. Good evening, everybody. Johnny Torres. This is The Yard Sign. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are very blessed, as they would say, and fortunate to be able to come in, to be coming to you live from Tampa Bay, Florida, post-Hurricane Ian. And so that, of course, is going to be the core topic of today's show. Uh, we want to appreciate uh, all of our friends, family members around the country, around the state uh, who reached out and uh, not only kept tabs on us, but also ensured that uh, we were in a position to weather this hurricane. And uh, now, of course, our, our thoughts, our efforts, uh, and our prayers have shifted to, to southwest Florida. And uh, we'll certainly talk about what's going on down there as Hurricane Ian made landfall um, uh, Wednesday evening um, and, uh, you know, truly devastated uh, that area. And uh, I, I can't even wrap my head around uh, the damage, the extent of the damage that it would have caused had it come through Tampa Bay. Uh, and so again, uh, we're incredibly blessed to be able to uh, have the opportunity to be coming to you live from uh, Tampa and, uh, and give you our perspective, uh, especially for those of you who may be listening, watching uh, from other parts of the country, other parts of the world. Uh, thank you. And speaking of which, don't forget that you can catch uh, the show live on Facebook and YouTube in addition to previous episodes, along with the audio version of our podcast, which you can find on your favorite podcast platforms, or as I like to say, over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, um, uh, Samsung podcast platforms, and more. Uh, got an exciting show for you today and a new face joining us at the big table. Uh, and so let's not waste any more time and get into today's topics. Hurricane fallout, as I mentioned, Governor DeSantis, uh, you know, uh, taking on the big show uh, as uh, every Florida, I think, governor is destined to at least deal with one major hurricane uh, during their their tenure. Uh, And uh, Democrats getting racist uh, and uh, Florida is right at the center of it. We'll talk about why that's happening. Joining us at the big table is uh, a new face uh, to some of you, but uh, to us, she's a friend, a fellow uh, marketer and genius marketer, I might say, uh, and, uh, and and also uh, very opinionated when it comes to our politics, and hence why I've invited her to come on the show. Elizabeth Flock, how are you doing, I'm young fantastic. lady? Fantastic. How are you? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And then over on the far right, as always, is the far right, Enable David Cabrera. Welcome back, sir. I'm doing good. Doing good. I took a little bit of a break. I know. I see. A, I see the hurricane got some of your hair. You would be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Was it kind of like one of those things where you were just bored and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have somebody cut my hair. Well, I had a uh, midlife crisis and I thought, why not just dye the hair instead of dye <laughs> to, to what? therapy? Uh, black. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. So from from brown to black. I don't think I have brown hair. No. 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 You know my hair color. <laughs> of course. Have you written down in your phone in the notes. Yes. 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 It's important. Of yeah, course. He has a lock up my hair I have all, all his measurements, all his, his shoe you have size. A what? You have a walk up song. Lock of my hair. Oh, I thought you said walk up song. I was oh, like, what's you imagine about? that's amazing. Move the move, no, I feel like the yeah, move a little closer in on the on the microphone there. There we go. I think it would be like something like from like Gloria Stefan, like mid eighties would be my walk up song. One, two. Come on, baby. Let's wow, look at you guys. Mm. Right, Don't mind a, us over here just having a We've moment. been doing this for a while. Yeah. We're a vibe. All right. Okay. So, okay, Johnny, let's get the excited to have you guys on. Excited to um, also talk about uh, really uh, all the angles, you know, to uh, this story uh, when it comes to uh, what's happened really in this, what seems like 
weeks, but really it's only been a week since uh, we were last here. Honestly, I thought it's been like three weeks. <laughs> it, oh my gosh. It's, it, I mean, it felt like it. I mean, it felt like the lockdown all over again. I mean, I think there's certainly people who I'm sure were having like lockdown PTSD. It was the longest week ever. It's been, it's been bad. It was like all a blur. Just, I bet. Just, yeah. So who was in your house? Or was it just like the family or like did in-laws come in or what happened? Okay, so so my children, uh, I'm not married to their father anymore, mm -hmm. so we divide time. So they were actually with their dad, my oh. younger ones. Um, but my neighbors, um, like my two girlfriends and like one of their husbands and their kids, they were all home. So we all just kind of like went back and forth to everyone's <laughs> house. We like tag team the food. We tag team the vodka. Yes. You know, because yes. that's nice. important. It's important. Water. So true Floridian fashion, you had the hurricane party. A hundred percent. Should nice. I tell you how it went down? Because it was super epic. <laughs> Northerners don't believe that we have parties during hurricanes. Well, there's nothing what else, else to, to do. do. Exactly. And you're totally stressed out because you don't know what's going to happen. I was trying to explain it to my company because they're out of New York. And I'm like, it's like PTSD because you're standing there waiting. You're preparing. Mm -hmm. So you do all this work. You're exhausted, and then you just sit and wait. <laughs> and you watch the news, and you watch the radar, and you're like, where is it going to go? It's a guessing game. It, it truly is. is a guessing game. And then it rained all day, so it was yes. so depressing. Yes. And I was <laughs> like, all right, that's it. It's time to start drinking and do karaoke. Like, I, I can't do this like, anymore. I, I said this before. It's not the, the cone of uncertainty. It's the cone of anxiety. A hundred percent. Because you have no idea where it's going. <laughs> right. And this is a good example for Northerners yeah. and Northern media uh, people that don't understand that we don't know what's going on. No. Hence why right. everyone has to be prepared to, like, just stick it out for a few days if they have to. Well, well and as lucky as we've been here in Tampa Bay, uh, we're also in that weird paradox where if you do decide to evacuate the problem is in which direction right because <laughs> you're screwed if you go south to like orlando and Every then it goes shoom, yeah. over to, to orlando, orlando. Right. well you're right you're screwed if you go south yeah. you're screwed if you go north 100%. yeah uh because you know i have family in jacksonville and then i have family in miami so those are my two first like all right that those are the default kind of destinations but those are the extremes of both sides and they've gotten the hit states. both times they got hit with irma and they got hit now with ian well, remember, like, what Irma went up into like Orlando, but then it like went up into Georgia, right? Right. Okay. Yep. So like everybody mass exodus to Georgia mm -hmm. into the mountains, and it hit, and so everyone is like stuck in traffic trying to find gas, and then no one could get back, and it was just a cluster. I think. So. Yeah. I think people just don't remember. Like, so when this first started, the first evacuations were like in in like the weekend. Honestly, I think Sundays here in Pinellas, yeah, yeah, Pinellas and Hillsborough County. Yeah, it was like zone, Monday, Zone A and Sunday, Zone Monday. B mm -hmm. got released, and it's because that track was not moving; it wasn't wobbling as much. And like, right. really, you can't even make that decision. I understand why you do it because it's the first thing that looks like it's going to get hit, so right. that you start doing that. No one, and south, it was coming too. Yeah, was no one south it. of Sarasota thought they were going to get hit the site. No. Right, no one mm -hmm. at all, which is what frustrates me because the um and i think we, we're kind of this is kind of our first topic correct yeah that they're they're talking to the governor and the governor is like well why didn't the reporter was like why didn't you guys evacuate sooner and the governor's like well where were you like 24 hours before the storm hit you were in tampa because you thought it was going to hit tampa yeah <laughs> like, that's I, th I thought that was the perfect retort um yeah. because even famously jim cantori where was jim cantori he's in clearwater mm -hmm. right you know, and, and he was in Clearwater, I mean, pretty much up until landfall. Correct. Right. 
Uh, and so it goes to show you that uh, even the great Jim Cantori can be wrong sometimes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> but nobody, uh, I think there was maybe one model that had it coming in that far south. And and it's not one of the regular ones. I've been not, watching not like one of the, the dependable wind patterns um, like for many days. So I have the, the Windy app and I yeah. was watching like <laughs> northern and southern. I was like, Love okay, I'm like, it's going to go. I was like, you know what? It's not going to hit Tampa. I thought just by the way the wind pattern was going originally that it was going to go up you know like to mississippi i was like yeah. i had it like at mobile alabama okay and then i was like way off because i did not anticipate the like hard right well that that cold you know the that wind, cold front that's what cold happened front. it was like oh man late monday tuesday the the pattern was coming like like this like from right. the northeast and it and it was like pushing it this way so i was convinced and then all of a sudden it kind of shifted and i was like oh but that was the new thing for this particular hurricane right. because even when irma came through and you know the weather's always beautiful right after oh. um and but not this time but this time well no the weather was was you know i mean by it was clear by skies, thursday it was, still it was cold but that was the thing all of a sudden it it's cold. like 60 70 degrees outside it's like, like what is going degrees, on 30 degree drop <laughs> i was like i was like I don't especially have this time of year it's yeah. like wait a second i don't have power but it feels really good outside. So yeah, I can open the doors open. Because <laughs> <Right, right>. <laughs> normally you're like, oh my sense. gosh, I'm going to die of humidity. <laughs> yeah. Everything is going to mold. Oh, we normally yeah. can't do that for like a month and a half. Oh, I mean, a month and a half. It's not till like <laughs> three days. Yeah, it's not. Well, no, I mean, in terms of like, we normally can't do that till like late November. Right. Girl, you know, sometimes I, even December. I broke out my pashmina the moment <laughs> I felt into the 65. Like, what? Is oh my this God. my girlfriends and I walk in the morning at like 5 30, 6 a.m. So I walked outside and I was like, What is happening? Yeah, I'm like, I had to go upstairs and get like my lined pullover. I'm like, You know, you live in Florida, it's like 68, it's, it's and you're somewhere. like, it's So cold. I know, I had to walk the dog, you know, and, and I'm like, Man, should I brought a sweater? No, I mean, I, we're like, not used to this kind of stuff. This is like luxury weather. I, I did have the socks and the Crocs, you know, so I was okay there. <laughs> but that's because you have no fashion statements. So, well, you know, at just walking the dog at the end of the you're still out in public at the end of the day we are joking about this we're having fun about this but a lot of damage occurred uh south of yeah. sarasota mm -hmm. venice fort um fort myers uh punta gorda basically got hit again yeah. which is such a which is such a bummer in their situation and again well very reminiscent of andrew yeah. and and even more so because some of these islands sanibel being kind of the focal point now um given you know what what we know uh could be gone as an island it could be uninhabitable yeah. as an island there's not much actual land there left right. uh, from the aerial shots that i've seen so far people are stranded on that island Correct. because you know the bridges uh fell to to get there they're they're being airlifted out um but fortunately you know not to kind of pound our chest but for example, the, you know, the, what is the, what do they call it? The world kitchen or the, the thing that chef Jose Andres uh, does when he, he comes and brings like chefs and foods to. Major oh, I saw them setting and, up like all but the, tents yeah. and, like, the food so they partnered with it. Metropolitan yeah. Ministries yep. here in Tampa and they're actually uh, flying food from Tampa into mm -hmm. Southwest Florida right. uh, through helicopters, which I thought was really, really smart rather than trying to set up camp there right. here, you've got everything you need. And it's, it's maybe 20 minutes in a helicopter, 15 minutes. The only positive about the situation is that because people thought it was going to hit Pinellas County, North Pinellas County, that they kind of based in Tampa, they based all their equipment, they based all the linemen, they based all the water. I mean, we had tons of supplies ready to f to feed the 
three million people that if things went bad right. i mean yeah. it, it was going in the trajectory because that's the worst case scenario it's north pinellas county getting hit directly hit with a four or five which floods the bay and turns pinellas county into two islands and so like that's what was supposed to happen if it would have stayed in the trajectory there was so they, they prepared for here and so we kind of had the resources already that we could submit we could send down south yeah, which right. is one of the few things that we were able to get down it's not like it's hitting on a remote part of the of the, of the state or a different state completely it was close enough that we are able to send help and a lot of tampanians and a lot of people in hillsborough and pinellas in this region are taking the necessary resources and sending them south and that's the right. point but to show you how unpredictable these things are even tampa general hospital they moved their helicopter their ambulances oh yeah you saw all the wall the, that they kind of built up well they moved them to orlando they moved mm -hmm. them to the orange county convention center mm -hmm. which i'm sure is a very safe facility but again like that's the trajectory of the storm. It's like, why would you move yeah. them to Orlando? Um, but again, I mean, really, what options do you have? Uh, you know, you can only plan for so so many variables. Um, the cool thing again is is again that us being so close to where the devastation happened, we already had the resources. We had those linemen already kind of ready to go. Um, there were vehicles that were moved out of that area, some already in that direction because they thought it was gonna hit here. And really, I mean, I think it's fortunately the, the, the major structural damage in terms of like I-75 and stuff like that we've seen is is something that's gonna need to be addressed, you know, with the Mayaka River overflowing, shutting down I-75, which has been a big problem. But again, fortunately, you also have got resources coming up from South Florida, mm -hmm. right. you know, Miami and Dade and uh, Fort Lauderdale in that area. So, I mean, again, it, it's very reminiscent of Andrew. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot left. And, and it's very easy to be fooled by the 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 aerial shots because you may see roofs right and i you know and, I, and i'm speaking from again having lived you know through andrew and in miami and you see rooftops and rooftops and you're like okay well that doesn't look too bad well no those homes are destroyed on yeah. the inside right. uh, they just got lucky that there's still some sort of a physical semblance there but i mean a lot of the restaurants a lot of the retail a lot of that stuff that technically isn't built into the same construction code as homes are gone right. just completely wiped out there's the image of like the before and after right along mm -hmm. the water there and you just see i mean just gone the buildings are completely gone yeah washed away well the coastline too yeah. i mean the the aerial uh, drone footage that we've seen coming again has completely changed that area yeah. uh, because of i mean how powerful i mean if think okay. about it if it could drain tampa bay dry right. given as far as it was Correct. which is what 90 minutes away mm -hmm. uh i mean the the the, the about two hours yeah yeah i mean the the force i mean irma came a lot closer yes because that actually hit through like sarasota Man manatee. manatee county right. and same thing happened this one was twice as far and drained us just as badly. I mean, I was I was looking at the videos of people just walk, continually walking through yeah. the bay, and in the mind, in my mind, I'm like, eventually that's coming back. You guys should not be there, right? Because you don't know when it's going to come exactly. back. Exactly. Right. And like, could you imagine trying to get out along that seawall with all the crustaceans and just, I mean. All the beads from all the years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is I was thinking that as like, you know, Jane Caster's out there and people are out there walking on the, on the, on the bay, on the bed of the bay and all that. I'm like, maybe we should get a cleanup crew while we're, <laughs> while we're down there exactly. and get some of those scooters out of there and Look some of those that. bikes. That's and a nice 1990, like, <laughs> memorable. <laughs> <video>. <laughs> 
it's bad i mean yeah because there were definitely like some bikes and scooters and stuff down there um but i even saw a guy who, who was on bayshore and literally physically take his bike down and ride it on oh, on the bed of of I the bay Tam- of the hillsborough river paintings are so i, I just would <laughs> never i would just would I, never i'm not no. gonna say never because i i have personally never done it i mean if there was, was like, the like a bet i walked it was down worthy there. of like there was a lot of money on the table i might <laughs> i'd walk right? down like there. i need i needed to give me some motivation here <laughs> but just just because i'm like nah, i'm good I'm i so i've been there when it's drained and i've been there when it's over flooded and i'll tell you even though there's more damage when it over floods the activities that you can do on bayshore boulevard are a lot more extent <laughs> when, when it's completely flooded <laughs> yeah with two or three feet up in the air and like you can do a jet ski like that's that feasibly can happen i was just gonna bayshore. say just get your kayak and just like i'm not i don't do that much exercise it's gonna be a jet ski <laughs> okay now i'll tell you what is unfortunate is is watching now because of course predictably you know this is just what happens is democrats especially especially today have really started to politicize uh, the response. Um, Now, even as early as yesterday, there were media outlets that were questioning a lot of the decision-making that came up to the evacuation of Lee County um, and and Collier County and and those surrounding counties. Um, And again, it's, it's one of those things that unless you're here, you don't quite understand it. right? Um, and even, again, everyone in Lee County has said, you know, hey, the governor did what he was supposed to do. We told people that, you know, that, that, that to, that they had the choice to evacuate mm-hmm. because again, they didn't know it was gonna come at them like that. Right. Um, and so, uh, but they were equally prepared. I mean, they were, they were out there and they had gotten supplies and things like that. But again, no one was expecting it to just break that hard right. And, and cut through the state where it did. Now, so far, and I think, you know, to the governor's credit, has been that the response has been unbelievable. I mean, to see thousands, I think the number is somewhere close to 50,000 linemen from various power companies, like ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked like we were preparing for war. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when seeing these line up at the Florida State Fairgrounds, mm-hmm. seeing them at the Strawberry Fairgrounds. Uh, I mean, it's impressive. And it also excited me from the sense that, you know what, this is what we're good at. This is right. where America shines, you know, because this is where we show, you know, really what we've built all these years. Right. Yeah, within Flor- within the Tampa, yeah, within the Tampa Bay area. So I think there was almost a million people without li- a power at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just it just takes time to get that stuff up and running. Well, again. and they're saying, you know, that that they're way ahead of schedule mm-hmm. in terms of getting power restored. Right. Uh, and and that really almost everybody could have power their power back in most areas i think um you know by by the end of this week right which is incredible less than seven days it's it's absolutely yeah i think this i think the number i saw was like seven hundred and forty six thousand people are out of power yeah like you know in that still well to that note i mean that part of the state again very old Right. A lot of very old infrastructure. And so one of the things that I, you know, they have to be looking at is, okay, you know, let's go underground with our utilities, which is overdue. Yeah, I think in the state of Florida, there's a lot of places. And you have to, re- you're rebuilding anyways. Right. Because even what is still standing is probably not usable. It's yeah. not inhabitable. Um, and, and so at this point, you might as well rebuild with the proper infrastructure. Uh, and then what's crazy is like, you know, because of what we've now experienced so many times here in Florida, you have those massive steel pipes that hold all of our streetlights, mm-hmm. right. which seem like overkill, 
But what's funny is that those things stay standing, but then the streetlights themselves fall apart right. or get destroyed. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like now it's like you got to build those things, out of the streetlights, out of whatever they built the, the, the thing that holds it. I do wonder sometimes how antiquated we, like, how are we still here? Does that make yeah. sense? Like, I grew up, I grew up in Lutz, and, and we have still, there's neighborhoods with wooden poles. Wooden poles. Yeah. <laughs> And or a string. good gust of wind comes by and you're like, there goes the power source, yeah. you know? Like, or just a cable holding a street light. Yeah, well, I'm like, how are we, how are we well, still the, here? There is an intersection in town and country that the pole has fallen onto another pole. Instead of fixing, re-erecting it, they just attached a wood to the other one so it's stabilized. And I'm like, oh really? <laughs> really? Did someone from the power system do it? Or they're like, Juan from across the street. Right, <laughs> right, right. This could be an answer. Yeah. That's how I just want to know. Hey, man, they'll get it done. Like you say, immigrants oh will get it done. Oh, my gosh. He's an approved vendor. Yeah. <laughs> For the Biden administration. Sign. Yeah. But um, you know, what's what's been again incredible is has been the response. Right. Uh, that the state has not only again, not only officially through the governor's office and and state resources and all that, but even the public. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's always just again, it, it's so fulfilling to see people step up and and donate you know uh, whatever materials they had i mean you have people you have restaurants you have individuals donating all of their hurricane supplies and now saying hey here take all this stuff yeah. because we know you guys need and, it and that's what's happening now so what's occurring and i can say this for the tampa bay region because i've seen a lot of churches organize so this past sunday was of course the first sunday after the hurricane and i saw many many churches telling people to bring your extra supplies in bring your water bottles bring your food right. bring everything so then we could figure out where to send that because some churches were again the whole area communities were devastated and the point of the government is to restore power and to like get people out of their homes and make sure they're fine but what what stays is those community centers of those churches and everything else and those and those communities that need to be rebuilt if they're going to be rebuilt i mean that's a conversation that we have every single time there's a hurricane and at the end of the day the decision is made to rebuild in certain parts and so a lot of churches did that i know that my my particular church at uh, bay hope united uh sent stuff down to grace uh, united in fort myers uh we were blessed to be able to organize with a bunch of nonprofits and actually uh, take an entire uh, uh semi of nothing but water about twenty five thousand bottles of water were sent today and that was just coordinating with what a two-day three-day notice johnny yeah that yep. it took us about that just to get everything in I'd order say, yeah about Less than two days. Less than two yeah. days. Mm -hmm. It was, we found uh, someone was willing to donate. We were able to connect that with uh, uh, organizing uh, transportation because that's what's happening now. The, the most difficult part that we're finding is not finding water, finding food, getting people to donate. It's getting the donations to Fort Myers. And that's becoming the problem. So if you, uh, and so I've, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of uh, brokers when it comes to <laughs> transportation and we were able to get a deal and everything else, but some people are starting to increase their prices when it comes to transportation. And I will say right now, the governor and the AG will not stand for price gouging when it comes yeah. to transporting vital goods and services. So mm -hmm. let's be let's be chill about it. I get paying a little bit more, but some of these prices that people were quoting me were absolutely ridiculous. Well, and even if you want to volunteer um, or or find yourself in a position where you feel like you can aggregate a lot of supplies and things like that, 
try to team up with maybe somebody that's already down there. Don't mm -hmm. just go down there blindly because again, uh, much of the infrastructure is non-existent. Uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, logistical things, you know, okay. that you need to be aware of. And, and it's not helpful, you know, to just kind of show up because sometimes you create more chaos than you, than you are helping. And that's what's happening now. So like for us, we were connected with the, the, the governor's office and we and they're giving out Q, qr codes like you have to have this on your mm -hmm. your vehicle to say that you're able to get into the distribution centers because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people wanting to help there are a lot of people that just want the clickbait and i think that's what's starting to be felt yeah you'll always, you'll always have the opportunists yes right. um and so you know they've got uh i believe national guard at the gas stations that do have gas mm -hmm. you know trying to direct traffic you know they're of course being very vigilant about price gouging and uh, i actually sent the producer uh, a link that uh, i hope she can pull up uh, but uh, you know for the people who want to whether it be donate or, or actually take part in the recovery efforts uh you know again you know, funny enough, there was some Democrats trying to criticize the first lady because of a website, uh, the website that she oversees, I guess, um, was not coming up or it was slow or it was like, you know, and people were saying that it was acting weird and this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, we're, we're in the middle of a catastrophe. And so the website's probably overloaded. Yeah. It's probably overwhelmed. Um, and, uh, you know, and they were trying to imply that it somehow wasn't legitimate or, you know, as to maybe where the money was going and where the information was going, all these like horrible things. When again, this is sanctioned by and, and managed by the state. Um, and, and again, it's the, they, they just have wasted no time in starting to throw political punches. They're trying to say that, uh, Arcadia, which is a, a dominant, a minority dominant community down in Southwest Florida was not getting resources was not also not true. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were among the first to get gas in that area. They were, um, they have resources to, to get food, to get other supplies. Um, and now they're trying to say that because the governor has been down there in all these different parts that have been affected, that he's holding up progress as to the recovery efforts. And that because he's there, you know, and it's famously kind of because in some situations, it's true. Like if you have a high ranking official come in, like, like the, the like the president didn't want to go to you know the World Trade Center shortly after nine eleven right. because again security and all that kind of stuff it just it would have created more chaos than than it would have helped you know again there's a time and a place but I can assure you that there's probably two dozen people in that are involved in making the decision as to where and when he can show up right. without disturbing the process that's in place. Correct. Um, do we have the website? Oh, I thought I uh, here. I'll send it to you again. Um, let me see. Um, I just uh, want to so. say that I love our governor. I think he's my favorite human ever. And I he love that. I mean, I'm just going to say because I don't know. I, I love that he's protected our state. I yeah. love that he had a plan in place. I mean, you look at and not to diminish, you know, Katrina, but they were not prepared. And their response was not good for the, the community. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the federal response was terrible. So. At the end of the day, it just goes to show you from a leadership perspective, um, his level of leadership. And, you know, 
The Dems are always gunning for him, right? I mean, he's setting a precedent and a bar. And so anything they can do to tear him down, I think that's just what they try to do all the time. And I would have wished there would have been more time for them not to do this because at the moment it's been it's been less than a week. And like right. we are still mm -hmm. they're still finding bodies in in, right. in homes. And like the reason why we have like I didn't realize this until I was told about this today. The reason why they're asking for these kind of five gallon tanks is because these get put on. There's a hook on ATV ATVs. Yep. Yeah. And that this is able to refill an ATV because that's what they're using to get into these places because mm -hmm. it's so difficult. Right. And like to pull bodies and everything else because there's just there's so much that needs to get done. And there's such a limited amount of time for that to get done. And so um how you deal with this politically is one, you shouldn't be advertising politics whatsoever right now. A lot of them pulled their advertising uh, off the wave. Some of them are putting them back. I think, the, and I'll say this, I think the best politician response I've seen so far is one picture of Jay Collins working inside a, a kitchen, a, a mobile kitchen right. down there, not know, not knowing that someone's taking a picture of him. Right. That was, yeah. that's the best one. And it's, and he's, he's working, he's doing what he's doing. Cause that's what he did. He feeds veterans yeah. and he has the infrastructure to move those people to that disaster site to be able to do it. That has been the best picture so far. And even today when we were at the site, uh, cause we were able to, uh, again, transport a bunch of water today. Thank God we were able to get those resources and everything else. And we had some campaigns donate to, um, to the facilitate that those funds to be able to move it. Um, at the end of the day, you could have had 34 pictures of like faking it. And no, it, they were, uh, we had um, Karen Pittman, we had Scott Levinson. It wasn't smiles. It was, let's get this done. Let's get them on the truck, on the truck. Right. So we get them South. Like that's the kind of pictures. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't like staged pictures. It was just them trying to get stuff in there yeah. and like get out of the way to get things done. And they were very gracious about it. And, and that's something that you don't see that often. Well, in, in, in to that note, I mean, again, those of us who've been here a while, we know people that know how to get those things done, whether yeah. it's to get it to parts of Florida. I mean, we, you know, have our friend EJ Otero, mm -hmm. you know, a former Air, a retired Air Force colonel who has gotten stuff down to Puerto Rico before, you know, uh, when they went through Irma. Uh, and, uh, and, and so it's just, it, again, I think that's where our country shines. Uh, and unfortunately, we've we've reached a point in politics where they're going to criticize no matter what. Um, but to me, what I liked was seeing the governor at the Waffle House, like oh, that was awesome. You know, man in the grill right, yeah. for the first responders, <laughs> and you know, I He's mean, cleaning the grease trap. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Wait a second, you said that's disgusting. Waffle House says the man who eats a taco bus. Uh, first of all, it's the original, and second, it's two o'clock in the morning. There's a reason why I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> about to say taco bell and i was like Rrr. no <laughs> i have not walked into a taco bell ever and so i mean i can't say i haven't when i was in my 20s we we loved some taco bell after taco, a good night at ebor that's why it's taco <laughs> bus for me i'll do taco bell over taco bus taco bus you know? is always better than taco bell when you're desperate and you're hungry and you need something to eat. well when, when, it the, when the bars close at three o'clock there's only a few places to go that's and right. everyone's at mcdonald's yeah. and so there's nowhere else to go see, when it comes to taco bus you know i just always wait for the biannual like food <laughs> Uh, food hazard article that comes out where Dirty they've diving. been, yeah, where they've been, you know, issued a warning or they've and had like, to La shut down. In the right, exactly. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, thank you everybody for watching the Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Uh, Elizabeth Flack joining us tonight with uh, Anibal David Cabrera. We're talking about, of course, Hurricane Ian and the fallout. Uh, 
uh, Governor DeSantis again doing an amazing job as he continues to oversee all the efforts down there. Uh, what I think has also been uh, exciting for me is to see, you know, even our own sheriff, uh, Sheriff Cronister, um, has been down there. He's good friends with the Lee County Sheriff. Um, actually, our um, uh, the the deputy uh, sheriff, uh, has also been with him down there. And I know that they sent, I think about three dozen or more sheriff's deputies, uh, down there to help with the efforts, uh, in terms of, you know, just logistics. Um, and, uh, and, and of course, you know, uh, Democrats, as you might expect, uh, are all, are all up in arms over the governor's comments in regards to looting. Um, now uh, there haven't really been any reports, uh, up till now of any looting. Um, but again, these are things that we know from experience <laughs> that it's only a matter of time, you know, especially as time rolls on because right. people are going to get desperate. Yeah. And as people get desperate, they, they resort to desperate measures and, and it's unfortunate, but I think setting the precedent up front that, Hey, let's all be safe. Let's all realize that, you know, uh, anxiety is high and people are, have are gone through a lot. Um, because could you sit here and say, well, it's just stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But some people have worked their entire lives for that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, some people, again, have maybe lived their entire lives in that home. Right. Uh, and, uh, and nobody else should have the right to come and take that from you. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I actually, before we kind of get back into tonight's conversation, I do want to, uh, mention that, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to David Houston, uh, and announce officially that, uh, concerned veterans for America are actually a new sponsor of the show. Um, we'll be giving you more details on, on them and what they're doing. Again, the, the hurricane has kind of thrown everything off. We were supposed to them officially as the sponsor of the show and tonight's show um but uh again the hurricane kind of threw that off david houston who is the concerned veterans for america or regional director uh here for tampa bay is actually down there helping with the recovery efforts uh and and making sure that our veterans are also being taken care of and so shout out to those guys um for again always stepping up and we'll be giving you a lot more information a lot more insight as to what concerned veterans for America does, uh, not only in our communities, but also especially uh, for our veterans. Um, uh, so um, getting back to the looting thing is, is that again, yeah, fortunately, we live in a state where we can defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that we live in a time in the United States where you can't say that for every city or every state. Right. Uh, the fact that, you know, now you're being criticized because you want to defend yourself and and you feel that your property should not be taken um we're we're continuing to hear from california and new york and other states that they're continuing to relax the rules on criminals and relax the prosecution on criminals um where where does that get you i mean that I, I don't see how this creates any kind of a positive outcome societally for them and yet these individuals uh, who lead these areas are continuing to be lauded as, you know, the leaders of the Democratic Party. And it makes no sense to me as to how anyone th that is intentionally putting you in danger um, could, could be running as someone who ha claims to have your best interest in mind. I don't know. I think the Dems just lack boundaries and they don't like to follow rules. That's how I see it these days. I mean, I don't know. I just, I really think we've gotten so far away from 
the Constitution, and to be honest, I think we've gotten so far away from God in this country yeah. that... Well, that's really it. I mean, you're talking about where now even uh, individuals who commit sexual crimes right. are not being prosecuted, right. are not being held in prison, uh, are being released with, you know, sometimes even without bail. Um, and 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 what it what it truly is, honestly, is the fact that they've mismanaged their prison systems. They've incorporated a lot of terrible policies that kept people in prison that shouldn't be in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have nowhere to send those people. Like I can understand the argument of like victimless crimes should have lesser sentences and everything else. But like there was a whole report on Vice uh, Vice News, I believe it was, mm-hmm. talking about like them trying to humanize like sexual assault uh, offenders and like how they should be released earlier. And the people and it's it's so funny because I watched I didn't even watch the documentary. I watched someone talk about the documentary, and they're like, it's such a train wreck that at the end of one of the interviews of them talking to someone that was rehabilitated for sexual assault, they had to put a, a disclaimer and say it out loud, like, oh, by the way, after this interview, the gentleman sent our female producer uh, a dick pic, <laughs> like un- mm. unrequested. Right. And then you're like, what on earth is going on? Like this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. It's not it, it, sexual assault is not a victim of crime. Sure, I can understand some drug paraphernalia and things like that, but but sexual assault is not a victimless crime. And how on earth do Democrats and liberals really? Fe- how can they justify this kind of stuff? That their policies really do cause a lot of anguish and a lot of additional crime in lower income communities where the where the policing is requested. But yet they feel such, and I'm going to say this out loud: white guilt. I think it is that they feel that it's their obligation to reduce the amount of policing in these communities because they feel a moral obligation that, that that these community these minority communities have been victimized and i can understand that argument but you don't reduce policing because of that you figure out other programs to be incentivized that the the reformation of families because that's the biggest problem you've had a system that has reduced the family and have allowed those families to be splintered so much that really you should be pumping more money into programs that foster family growth and expansion not degradation of those family values well they're literally going after the family unit they're intentionally attacking the family right and they're going after mothers Um, too i've seen this for a while moms are under attack i mean I'm, you know, on social media, I'm very, very loud mm-hmm. about all the things. And I, I'm no longer afraid to share. For a while, I was like, oh, I'm going to make people mad. People aren't going to be my friend. And then I thought, you know what? I don't even care because I want to protect my children. I have four yeah. kids. They're my legacy. And if I don't stand up and start fighting mm-hmm. and saying what needs to be heard, whether it falls on deaf ears or not, I just I can't sleep at night knowing yeah. that I'm just sitting idly by letting things happen. And they are. They're coming after the family unit. They're coming after moms. Mm-hmm. They're coming after our children and, you know, above anything else, it doesn't matter what political stance you take. If you're a mother, a father, and you have children, like it's time to stand up and push back. Yeah. Right. And it's frightening when you hear, especially you know, some of the, in the, what they call the culture war issues that we're having in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear some of these teachers talk about their students as if they're your friends, these are not your friends. Not your friends. Like my no. kids are not your friends. No, um, I, they don't need to know what goes on in your personal life. Right. Uh, I mean, I remember pretty much almost all the way through high school feeling like that teacher lives in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Like I know nothing else about that individual, you know, from the time I arrived to school from the time I leave to school. And that's how it should be. They should know zero about your personal life. I think uh, there's, there's, a- there's no place for it. 
I think, um, you know, there's, there's boundaries. I'm a big fan of boundaries across the board. And when children and people don't have a healthy respect for authority, they cross that boundary. There, there is no line any longer. There is no like, Oh, I can't go there. It's like, let's go. And so the problem is, you know, um, even this generation of kids, I mean, even my kids, I mean, they do because they know that we'll beat them, but <laughs> well, <laughs> like, the thing people is, don't is, respect authority. And, and, and you know, what, what Hon- they... Honestly, I thought my teachers were going to beat me because my father would purposely, like, during... Yeah, you teacher, have permission. Yes, he's like, In my absence, you can beat I was them. I elementary school and my dad was like, so what piece of paper do I need to sign so that you can hit him if he goes out of line? I'm like, what did I do? And of course, he's he's he's... He's not doing it on purpose yeah, to let them. Right. But however, as a as a eight year old or nine year old, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be able. Sure. And then this goes further into the family dynamic. At church, I had enough tias and tios that if I did, if I was talking out loud at, at church or I wasn't mm-hmm. doing something right, someone can easily grab the well, back you felt of my Everybody head. was watching you. Cause yeah. It, Cause yeah. that's what's supposed to happen. Right. right. It mm-hmm. takes a village. Everyone should be watching. Well, where you're, where, where's, where's Thea? What, what, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here by yourself. It's insane. It's I mean, absolutely insane. I'm going to get slightly off topic, but it's not. And, and, and I don't know, I probably offend people and they'll probably think I'm crazy, but I don't care. So I think that, it all started really going awry when you could no longer spank your children or you couldn't like spank them in public, like not beat them, but like, like catch them doing something and then tap them on the butt or, you know, like my mom did not hesitate. Like we knew <laughs> and like, she would be like Elizabeth Renee. And I was like, Oh God, I'm going to die right here in this aisle. Like, <laughs> this Publix Terrazzo is never going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my mom would reprimand us right then and there and embarrass us to the point where we were like, oh, I never want to get yelled at in public ever again. (laughs) And it put the fear of God in you. And like, I have a strong, healthy respect for my mom. And she whooped us with the wooden spoon and the spatula. Mm -hmm. And like, we knew not to cross that line anymore. We knew not to push it. And I think- Yeah, you're not supposed to be your kid's friend until like they can pay bills. Like, thank you. That was something I I will be your friend when you pay your own bills and I can spoil your grandchildren. My dad and (laughs) my, I have a great relationship with my, how do you know I'm not a comedian? I have a good relationship with my dad. And so I have a great relationship with my parents and that's because they did not treat me as an equal or as a friend. No. Until I started being able to pay bills. And even now my mom looks at me and I I turn into a 13 year old you know i know and the woman's like five she's she's getting shorter every year and you know my mom like that woman can command an army yeah at at the napoleon size yeah and that's because it's that it's this is generation this is millennia of training when it comes Mm -hmm. to parenting and you have these new age people that think two crystals in someone's bedroom is going to change their mood and like that becomes a problem like and and that's not teaching that's not raising your kids and like how every pendulum swings one direction of how crazy people are when it comes to raising their kids it'll swing back well and and i cannot wait for that swing back and what's frightening is 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 that what used to be the fringe element and they always scream and yell no that's the fringe element that's not who we are that's not who we're pushing for now that fringe element has become the mainstream and so we're talking about you know seeing uh, drag queens you know at elementary schools and libraries and 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 these and and i don't i don't even want to get into like what kind of parents would take their kids to something like that um and and uh it it's it it goes to show you because the next thing that's coming to kind of wrap up the tangent is pedophiles 
-hmm. you know, and they're starting to make excuses and they're starting to test the waters on making that an acceptable uh, lifestyle, according to them, Um, you know, and they're going to continue pushing and pushing and pushing until it's the mainstream. And then if you don't accept it, you're a bigot. Uh, because you don't accept that as, as being normalized or as being an acceptable way of life. I mean, I anticipate patriots and, and for me, like being a God-fearing person, that this is going to become the norm for us. Like they're going to call us every name in the book, yeah. right? They're going to persecute us. They're going to say what they're, and I'm like, call me whatever name you want. I'm right. good. Right. I, like Bible, constitution. Yeah, you own it. I'm good. Right? I'm good. You have to And if it. it's outside that scope, yeah, go ahead. But I will not, I'm not going to sit idly by, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of like the direction we're going. I'm just, I'm praying Jesus comes soon. And I did my hair that day. (laughs) (laughs) I wake up some days and I'm like, Jesus, if today is the day, I need to know. I just want to look cute. You know, when you call me up, I want to look pretty. Let me shave ahead of time. That's all I ask. (laughs) Let me make sure I put lotion on. (laughs) Not my ashy. I will say, I will say, I think what's going to start happening is that there's such a pushback right now. Like people, the whole phrase of like, go woke, go broke is starting to really catch form because people are just tired of it. Right. They go too far to the left and that people just get really upset about it and they want it they want they want it over like whatever happened to the novelty of going to eversity for you to see their first transsexual i mean those were the good old days that you have to go to the castle oh to no. be able to find ridiculous pot. or the honeypot which they got rid of because tracks remember tracks uh, i don't remember that well my mom went there one time for a bachelorette party but like like <laughs> what happened to the novelty of going to the castle and seeing ridiculousness and like realizing like some people that's some people's thing and it is what right. it is it's, it's fine. but again that like there's a time and place need, need that in my elementary class right i exactly. don't need that in my ele- and that's the problem because yeah. they feel that well everyone should get exposed at any given time because they were born that way and i'm not going to get into the debate right now but i i find it super annoying and very controversial the fact that we are allowing surgeries on children because the parents think that they should be a different gender right, it's well, not the kid talking about that and that's society allowing <laughs> that to happen well, we got a mut- way off track i know but you're mutilating you're mutilizing <laughs> children yeah and people get no, upset. And this, is a, this is a real problem. I mean, there's a major church, I believe, in Chicago um, that is is doing these surgeries and these treatments and that sort of thing. And that is going to become the next big issue. And it's frightening that we even have to consider that. The fact that we even have to have that conversation and 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 think that that there's there's enough people out there that think that that's okay, that think that that's acceptable, um, is is beyond me. Like I don't, I can't even wrap my head around. You know, because in one of the news stories that covered this particular hospital, um, you know, I have a six-year-old and the the little boy slash girl that they profiled was a six-year-old. They don't know what they want at six years old. They don't understand the world around them. Um, And as much as you might think they do because they say funny things and and they're, you know, and and, and they're speaking in full sentences. um, Well, guess what? They don't know how the world works around Mm -hmm. them, Um, much less they don't know themselves. And, uh, and to be making lifelong decisions for mm-hmm. them at that age, uh, again, I think it's tantamount to child abuse. It is child abuse. I it will f- uh, fully say it's child abuse. So what Absolutely. they're doing. And it, it goes on both sides, uh, on both sides of the aisle, from the extremes of wanting to have your son or daughter change and at a young age to those parents that sent their kids to like, uh, what's it called when they, when they didn't want their kids to be um, like gay or something like that. Camp? Not, like a boarding school? Not a boarding school, like but a like military they, they was like, um, what kind of, uh, it was like a, 
like pray the gay away kind of situation. It was, yeah, there were like some camps. There were like you know conversion like camps, conversion like okay. yeah, reconversion, yeah, conversion camps. camps. And those were the extremes when it came to the right. Like mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't like no one should be going through like electrics. no, and that was equally as terrible. Yes. I mean that, and, and, and I think that's where and, we're fighting on both sides. No one should be forcing their children right. on either side. Mm-hmm. You have to give you give them the education. You raise them, they're under your roof, and when they t- turn 18 and they're out of your house, I mean, they make all the decisions you want. Don't get me wrong. Am I ever going to get a tattoo? No, because I want to get buried with my family. However, <laughs> I could have, <laughs> I could make that decision. Well, you laid down the best foundation you can and hope for the best. Yes. I mean, that's all you can that's do. That's all you can do. Yeah. But no one should be changing someone's, no one should be forcing, like, <laughs> In surgery. Right. It's too much. It's too much. And I All can't right. wait until the society realizes that well, that's child abuse. Well, much like the hurricane, we went way off course. And uh, <laughs> and we didn't plan for it. <laughs> and uh, so to get us back on, I do want to go ahead and share that website uh, we have ready. I think it uh, was up a second ago. But it's volunteerflorida.org, I believe is the URL. Um, and this is the state-sanctioned website. This is a, a state-owned website uh, by which they are... Uh, uh, again, trying to corral all of the, as you can see there, volunteer information, uh, donations. You can donate uh, through through this uh, website. Uh, and then you can also, of, of course, get information on what's happening on the ground there and where maybe they need help, where they need supplies. Um, pretty much this is the hub that they want everybody to go to in terms of contributing in just about any way possible. As you can see there, whether, whether it be national service, volunteer services, emergency management, I mean, they even have grant opportunities for nonprofits, again, that can provide certain types of services um, because, you know, we forget, right? The initial is the material things, right? They need clothing, they need the water, food, uh, other kinds of supplies. Tarps. Um, but the one that I think is often forgotten about is also mental health services. Right. Um, and the fact that there are organizations, you know, there are uh, therapy animals that, you know, come into these situations. That's what they're trained for and, 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 and professionals that go to these kind of catastrophic situations uh, to talk with these individuals uh, because, uh, you know, it's going to take process. It's going to take a lot of process to, I mean, a a friend of, uh, I don't know if you know, you knew Doug Izzo. Did you know Doug Izzo? Maybe. So my, uh, you know, just uh, a, a, you know, uh, thumbs up, a, you know, best wishes, prayers to my friend Doug Izzo, who actually used to run the Bay Area Beaches Chamber. So he used to run the the, the chamber for all the Tampa Bay Area beaches. Um, he got, uh, I guess, a promotion to, I think he's the CEO or something like that, for the chamber uh, down in Southwest Florida. Mm. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> he was in his parents' house as the storm hit. I mean, he has pictures, videos, literally of the storm and all of the water and everything coming into his house, destroying his home. They literally witnessed, you know, their entire home being destroyed in the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to come to a, a home that's been destroyed, um, but it's another thing to live through that and the anxiety and the trauma of um, not knowing even if you're going to be able to survive it. Right. I mean, we're hearing about these aerial rescues and and not and it's search and rescue mm-hmm. uh, because there are people who unfortunately uh, didn't make it out of their homes. Um, and, you know, right now the numbers seem pretty low and hopefully they'll stay that way. But in all likelihood, I think we're, we're it, it's almost inevitable that we'll see a spike in the numbers uh, in the coming days and weeks. 
I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I actually had this conversation with the Bible study that I went to on Saturday about how Floridians might have their own internal, like, triggers or traumas just because we, on a good few years, we might not have to deal with this for a few years. Like, there's right. some, there's cycle, it's a cycle. So sometimes, and again, a lot of Northerners don't understand this. Like, there's El Nino, El Nino. Like, that's what triggers a lot of the, the storm's severity when it comes to this. And as a Floridian, you know this. So you you don't, you try not to politicize or try to talk about climate change because of this, because we've been getting hit by hurricanes for hundreds of years, and we're going to keep on getting hurt yeah. by hurricanes. And so... As a Floridian, you're kind of used to every few years, yeah, I'm going to have to be able to deal with either myself being by myself without any power or like me having to like live with my in-laws for a few days or things like that. And like you got to deal with it. The lights go out, the candles come on and you, you grab a book and you read it. Like, right. What else are you going to do at that time? And that's what we kind of talked about that earlier. Like mm -hmm. that's the anxiety of you rush, you rush, you rush, and then you just wait. And it's like. It's one of the benefits and one of the and one of the drawbacks of being in Florida, because we get to at least see our natural disaster like three to five days in advance, and so we can prepare. Earthquakes, you can't do it. Tornadoes, fires, you can't. Anything happening in California, and so because of that, <laughs> I mean, we have somewhat of a trigger because you you just gotta. It's almost like you gotta stay calm and and, and go on. Like yeah. there's nothing else to do because you gotta be strong for the community, and I think. And a lot of Floridians are also very used to staying home during hurricanes because there's mm -hmm. not the average of you getting hit by a, a big storm like this is is high comparative, but you know you no one ever expects it. So I think we're well, going to see a you, lot of those those triggers and those traumas. I mean, let's put ourselves in that situation. I mean, really, if you were living in that part of the state, what options did you have to go north towards what was possibly the Correct. path of the storm, to go south towards the storm? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you didn't um, have a choice. Yeah. Or if you're lucky, maybe you go east, you know, out to like 27 or something. But also, but, but we have a very long state. So to get yeah. out yeah. of the state of Florida is an extensive drive. And right. if everyone is creating this mass exodus, you're going to get stuck in traffic. I mean, and the, then there was no fuel. Mm -hmm. Like these are problematic issues that happen every time there's a major storm that comes this way. And so you're like, all right, I could chance it. And good luck trying to fly out. First of all, you couldn't get anywhere. No, it within, under thirteen hundred dollars. We tried. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, honest, we're going to Vegas, honestly, and I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> honestly, within like I think twenty four hours, everything in TIA was already booked. It was almost impossible to get out of out of the city at that time. And then they and shut the really, airport down. And that's really Tuesday, the only right? true, true type of evacuation. Yeah, right. It's to um, back out. Yeah, exactly. But then you leave, and you're not sure where it's going to hit. So you're not sure when you're coming back. Yeah. And then, you know, say it hits Tampa and your house is devastated and you're, you know, in Kansas. Yeah. And now you're stressing because you're like, you is my house, back. you know, is it open? Are people looting? I mean, you just don't know. So I, I don't think people really fully understand the magnitude. Like yeah. we're cool about it. We not blow it off, but it's how we process, <laughs> yeah. if you will. I was trying to explain to my company because they're all in New York and I'm like, they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I need until Sunday. Like. You know, yeah. you, like you rush around and you're preparing and you're trying to find water. Mm -hmm. There's never any water, you know. Yeah. We need water anyway, but then it's, what do you really prepare for? Uh, you prepare well, in like, June when they have the hurricane tax season time. <laughs> That's when you know yeah, you're where flirting, are you going to put all that stuff? Uh, in your shed that you should have. Yeah. Okay. You going to keep that water in the shed? It's going to no, get hot and no, build bacteria. We, we have it in the house, the water. Okay, okay. Stuff. But no, well, we, I feel were, like we, we were prepared, prepared in June. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I can say I don't like fully prepare. I have some stuff, but I'm like, whatever. And then I went, oh, what if it actually does hit? Maybe uh, I should get some the stuff. The amount of candles that oh, I Oh, I have candles realized. anyway. I'm There's a, a candle whole freak. bucket of it at the house. Okay, we're boring someone. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yes. So, sorry, no, Miss Producer. My gosh. <laughs> he just gave us a stick. <laughs> super no. It's fine. All right, so volunteerflorida.org is the website you. again if you want to donate, volunteer, uh, or simply need information on what's happening down in that area. The other cool thing is, is that there's a website out there that is compiling all of, you know, because people have drones. I have I have a drone. You know, it's a very kind of common thing now for people to have drones. Do you have a drone? It's not a common I don't thing. Have a drone. I'm sorry. Do you have a Tesla? I don't have a Tesla. No. Tesla's not a common thing. No, it, I mean, a, a drone is like a, no, but it's like for- A drone is like what? It's like having a video game system. There's a lot of people with drones. Now, is it a mainstream thing? I it's, uh, I mean, it's- I'm it's, sorry, I don't have that kind of disposable income. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You can get it for like 300 bucks at Costco. I have four oh children. God. Oh my God, that's a bill. <laughs> I don't know which one, but it's I'm a surprised bill. one of your kids doesn't have a drone. Well, I think at one point we did, but then like somebody almost lost a <laughs> finger and I was like, we're getting rid of this damn thing. You have uh -huh. children. You shouldn't be flying things around like that. Well, I use it professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 it is fun to and it is fun to fly around. But mm. what this website is doing is, is it basically it is for you to be flying around a drone in Hillsborough County. No, without the proper FF whatever. No, department. only if you are within I think um, uh, five miles. Uh, um, I'm almost of an airport. positive you are within five miles of an international airport. Well, I am, tourists. but not all the time. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't fly it at my house. It's never been flown at the in the in the condo. The, the no, it has, but I mean, I'm, I'm flying it at maybe like 10 feet. I'm oh, not flying so it you at do say, 200 so, feet. So it has been flown within five miles of the airport. I'm really glad I'm sitting between the two of you right now. <laughs> oh, girl, if you were not here. <laughs> no, look, the big mistake was flying it out at, um, oh gosh, what's that park called? Um, Fort DeSoto? Uh, Lopez? No. Nope. The, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little park. Right outside of McDill. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like <laughs> a beach. There's like a like a beach. No, 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 no. There's um, a baseball fields and stuff. And, oh. Um, uh, so the 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 um little uh no that's um um anyways so there's a there's a there's a park there with baseball fields and stuff right outside of McDill, and I was shooting video for the little league team that plays there, and uh, so I wanted to get like a cool drone shot of the field and this and that, and. Uh, did my thing, shot the footage I needed, and within ten minutes of me, unfortunately, had had already put it away. <laughs> Tampa police shows up, and they're like, "Oh, was somebody out here flying a drone?" So <laughs> you lied to the so, authorities? No, I didn't. Oh, I, so they, I ended up to it, but they said, "Hey, can't do that." And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. I was already done. It's not like I was in the process of flying it. I was hoping it was more of a story. Plus, I didn't cross into. <laughs> I think down. he keeps on talking. I don't know when we're going <laughs> to, we can do the show. Anyways, so talking Wait, are about, are we going to talk about politicizing my favorite uh, person? Yeah. Uh, who, <laughs> who, who I think that so. be, uh, let's go ahead and, and reset the show. Thank you everybody for watching the yard sign. Uh, got Elizabeth Flack joining us and evil David Cabrera. Um, and again, you can catch the audio version of this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to see our beautiful faces, you can do so on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you like subscribe, comment, follow. And if you're on YouTube, bring the bell. Um, we're going to get into tonight's final topic, which is Democrats getting racist and Florida is at the brunt of it. As uh, you know, we kind of started off last week uh, or well, yeah, not last week. No, it wasn't even last week. It, it was again, even. it felt like weeks ago. It was the 
literally right after the hurricane, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris comes out and says that any type of hurricane aid should be given uh, equity, through equity based, equity based. Should, yes. yes, should be distributed on an equity based. I don't know what that means. Equity, uh, an equity, equity based system. Um, they're basically saying that, you know, I guess you stand in a line and based on, you know, how dark you are, you know, that's, that's what position you get. Or a woman, you know, it's so ridiculous, you know, especially again, when in a time of need, everybody's in need. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and the fact that you would go out there and not just simply politicize it, but then throw like this whole racial component in there in yeah. there, uh, to, to gaslight the well, whole thing. Jonathan, you, I don't know if you know, but hurricanes are, uh, distinctly racist and so, and ages. So they only go after, um, old white people in their trailer <laughs> parks. Oh wait, no, those are tornadoes in Kansas. Never mind. Yes. The, t- the tornadoes are racist. The hurricanes are not. They are um, fully um, hurricanes only hit brown people all, all, no first the caribbean they, all, they always hit then, brown people first right and then they go into right. the white people areas. and that's how you should distribute the hurricane aid yeah right. we should send it overseas brown people first and, and then. then it should come to florida <laughs> So just another one of the ridiculous comments that uh, Kamala Harris has made. Of course, people are saying that if Joe Biden doesn't run, she would obviously uh, be putting her name up for, God help us. for president. No, no, I want her on the ballot because yes. the California couldn't do it because she dropped out before the presidential nominations in California. And I want her to realize how many how much people do not like her. I will. I, I'm almost torn as to who I would rather see go up against DeSantis. Whether I would rather see Kamala or Gavin Newsom go up against Ooh, DeSantis. Gavin Newsom. See, but Gavin Newsom is he's a pretty boy, right? He's yeah. a showman. He's he's Hollywood. He's he's you know what he's I mean. He's like the Lex Luthor of politics. Yeah, I mean, he, there's not a lot of substance there. Good. There's not a lot of substance there. He'll go with whichever way the wind blows. Wind Whereas blow. Kamala, even though again, uh, some might argue that you know the lights aren't always on, the you know she is also a former attorney general. Mm-hmm. You know she. How? <laughs> well, oh, the, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we're not going there. There is a story, and it gets racy. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's why I said so a lot of favors involved. Something to do with people's needs, and so with that being said, <laughs> dirty con- sounds dirty. Continuing this conversation, yeah. and so I would. I don't know who I would take more joy out of watching him mop the floor with. Because you know, you know, DeSantis is just going to mop the floor. Again, I mean, people- I, I would love to see him mop the floor with Kamala. People continually. Kamala. How do you Kamala. say your name? Kamala? No, no it's Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. I've heard it multiple ways. So I don't really know. I'm pretty sure it's Kamala. I'm okay. going to say Kamala. Okay. The, yes, it's Kamala. And so, I would just really love to continue to expose her idiocy. Like, that's for But that's me, the thing. She I'm just not. does like, it so freely, so willingly. I know, but I think there's still people that don't seem to get it. And I'm like, let's just make it so blatant. No, I, at this I love the, I, the log cabin boys would love to see Pete Buttigieg attempt a run against the governor. Oh yeah. <laughs> they would love to see it just because the jokes that they have are phenomenal, which I cannot <laughs> repeat on, on, on air, right. but they are hilarious. Getting a bunch of Republic, uh, gay Republicans together talking about Pete Buttigieg. It's phenomenal. And uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so you have, you're going to have to send me that channel later. Oh, you, have no idea. you know, and then what's hysterical <laughs> is, is that there, 
that that uh, Kamala is about to go overseas somewhere to make pretend that she's doing something. Um, Isn't you know, she in charge of the border? Yeah. Meanwhile, again, she's <laughs> supposedly, allegedly in charge of our southern border, where, again, hundreds of thousands of people continue to come in through. But it's okay because the Speaker of the House says that we need them to, to pick crops. So that's perfectly right. Fine. Exactly. Leading to the second <laughs> most racist comment of this hurricane, um, which is, uh, which I don't even know how it got brought up, but uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi saying in a speech, um, in a news briefing, in a press briefing, that Florida should want illegal aliens to stay in the state of Florida to pick our crops. And, and you know, honestly, I called out Peter Schorsch the other day of Florida politics on Twitter because, you know, he also made a similar comment, you know, basically saying that the only people that, you know, it's like, oh, you know, at a time when the when restaurants and farms and, you know, and all these service, you know, it's like uh, people are in such need of labor, you know, why are we trying to get rid of illegal immigrants? Um, and, and again, what they fail to know, and we know because we're, you know, in the community and it's like, some of these people have better resumes than they do. I'll say this once and I'll say it only once the, I, I met, uh, I mean, this isn't like Cuba where you have like these fake doctors and fake no. nurses and you know, you know, I have a friend of mine that's, some from, socialist I have a friend of mine that's from Venezuela. He came here about six years ago. He's a lawyer in Venezuela, right? a lawyer. And because of the translation and speaking and everything else, he cannot be a lawyer here. So he had to find other employment and everything. And he's doing good here. He's allowed to live his life, literally allowed to live his life and the lifestyle he wants to here. He could not do that there. And but the man isn't brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. His Spanish is phenomenal because he was a lawyer. But he can't do that here. It's just right. it's very difficult. And it upsets me that people think that just because you're an immigrant, the only thing you can do is pick fruit and and and, and be a laborer, and clean a laborer. hotels, yeah. right. and work in it's, restaurants. It's so and, it's so frustrating yeah. and so annoying that people think that because I know a lot of people that move to this country have to put, have to do those jobs for a few years until they get good at their English, and then they become they get to do what they did when they yeah. were before. I mean, they're attorneys, doctors. Doctors. Like yeah. that's what mm -hmm. they did because they were they knew eventually things were getting bad and they had to get out. Yeah, but because of the process, you know, the bureaucracy that it takes to get certified here in the United States, you know, again they have to learn the language first. Fine, I have no problem with that. Um, but again, to somehow assume that all of these people, you know, deserve to be out there doing migrant work, no. um, you know, in, in farms and fields or, right. or deserve yeah. to be in the back house of a kitchen at some restaurant or deserve to be in the housekeeping department at some hotel. Again, incredibly offensive. Yeah. Extremely offensive. Um, it's very degrading and you too. hear that from Democrats, you hear from Democrats all the time. Oh yeah. And that's the reason why, uh, Hillary La Clinton said it. Latinos are one of the biggest groups of people that are moving to the Republican party. Cause at least in the Republican party, you, you have the whole conversation of like, like get connected in your community, better yourself, better your family, grow your family. Cause start these, that business, start that business. Yeah. Cause again, a lot of these people know they're not going back. They have to start something here to live here, to survive here. Yeah. And those are the best people that are living the American dream. Those that come to this country, work hard, become citizens, become proper, um, um, in proper citizens of society, paying their bills and everything else. Not just, and the whole fact that you just, you, you, the catch and release situation is so detrimental to society because you don't know where these people are. They're being taken advantage of because of people wanting to pay them low wages and no wages sometimes at all. Mm -hmm. And they're also having to put, give money back to the coyotes that brought them over. We have such a ridiculous 
Uh, and it's almost like no one wants to fix it. They just they want to keep the problem at the border because that keeps us distracted and arguing with each other. Like I would it's the really, division. It's the division. Yeah. Both. I, I'm almost to the point that I just think that both sides just don't care, because I, it gets it gets so frustrating that you have people like Marco Rubio that try to do um, immigration reform and gets gets shot at on all sides. People still 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 hold them accountable. Yeah, for that. like still uh, you know like burn them at the stake for it. Right. Yes. And when, you, when, when, again, as a party, as conservatives, we should want to reform immigration. We should want to fix the system yeah. so that we have a system to protect, so that we have a country to protect. Correct. And the problem is that the system, much like our tax code, um, is such a mess that it's part of the reason why we we can't get a handle on it. Well, the same reason why immigration is a mess is the same reason why tax system is a mess is because in the mess, people can take advantage. Yeah. And that's what right. happens. And don't get me wrong. Right. I was at 75% of the tax code was written for you to dodge taxes. Like it's meant to be so difficult and that you have to hire people and you have to be able to do all that stuff. Immigration reform is so stupid. Like even even the the normal stuff that we have right now, we are allowing people to come on student visas to get educated here. And then they have to leave as soon as their education is done. Really? We just spent like four to six years educating this person and now yep. they have to leave immediately? Right. Like how, that doesn't make any sense. No, and it's, an, it's again, it's an antiquated approach. Um, and, and we'll have to change. Because what's happening in this country is also what's happening around the world. There's going to be a competition for bodies. There's going to be a competition for population growth. Canada is already doing it. Canada is offering free secondary education, college, technical, whatever you want, um, in exchange for citizenship. You come there, you graduate, guess what? You become a citizen. Why? Because their population numbers are dropping significantly, um, as all of ours are. Um, and, uh, and, and it's something that, again, we're fortunate to be a country where people want to come and are literally risking their lives to come mm -hmm. to. Um, but it, if that weren't the case, we'd be in a really, really difficult situation, um, especially down the road, as, again, people are having fewer and fewer children. Hey, Hispanics are not. Hispanics are one of the right. few populations that continue to grow. That's and why I tell yeah. people Tampa's going to look more like Miami in 15 years. Ugh, than, don't say things like that, please. No, it for is. For the love of God, <laughs> it is. happen. I mean, you talk please about. stop. You, please. I can't handle I that cannot, level of pretension. I'm sorry. I can't. It's because well, no, I don't That's the reason why he wants us to go back to that Miami Vice world. I cannot. No. I cannot deal with I can't it. Do it. The, between no. the people over in Miami that want to make this into Miami and the Northerners, I want to make this into New York. I cannot handle this anymore. I get it. We have to develop. We have to build more buildings. I get it. Live in downtowns. Pay four thousand dollars for a one one, and that's it. Let me live in someone else. You live in loot. I, can't, I love triggered. you so I'm much. I feel the same way. I can't. I've been so I can't. I'm so triggered lately with all the migration <laughs> to Tampa. Yeah. I'm like, go back where you came from. The traffic is annoying. Like, yeah. it's it, I can't. I'm I, sorry. I can't. It's triggering all I of can't. my comfort zone. And then the and then you get to meet these people <laughs> and you become friends with these people. Jonathan, we'll talk later. And then you're like, and then now when a hurricane's coming, like, what am I supposed to do with a hurricane? Like, why are you talking to me? Well, you're a Floridian. So are you now? He's like, well, I don't know. I, this is the first time I've gone through this. You should go home. Go home. Yeah, get on the flight. And that's what <laughs> right. leave. Go. And a bunch Run. of them just I went, like flew back north, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's great." And like, what's a hurricane part? I'm like, "We'll we'll get to that point when the power goes out, and then we'll have that conversation." Yeah. First of all, we need water, snacks, and, and vodka. vodka. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk more. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I I can't. I moved to Tampa to get away 
from from what Miami is and has become. Well, then you shouldn't want it um, to become Miami. I don't want it. It's inevitable. It's not inevitable. It's inevitable. It's not because, inevitable. Because you're talking about. There's not enough cocaine the, flowing through Tampa for it to become Miami. I'm sorry. I don't mean in that There's not enough clubs, strippers. Oh, well, there's enough strippers. No, I don't know. I think they have more. No. Oh, did you hear that we have a gay strip club now? Shut your face. No, we need to talk more. Oh, God. We're going to start a text. Why are we? Why do we have to talk about this? We're not. We're well, going to no, save no, it's it for fine, later. It's fine, it's, fine, it's fine. We just had a moment. Sorry. Yeah. Sidebar. I don't mean in those in that sense. I mean in the sense that the Hispanic population basically is is going is continuing to multiply in the region. People are leaving South Florida in droves because it's too expensive to live down there. There's no opportunity down there, so they're moving to places like Orlando and Tampa. Um, and again, we already see it in the signs and billboards. You know, you see things in Spanish. You know, you, know, you see a lot more things happening in a bilingual fashion. Um, where again, I think. In much like Miami, we already have some of that, obviously, in like West Tampa, in we've town always, and country. We've always had that. In I town understand that, but that's going we've to always expand. Always had that in West Tampa, and that's what's happening now is grow. those areas are actually getting gentrified. Riverview, so quickly. Riverview is becoming very Hispanic, and that's perfectly fine for Riverview. But when it comes to the Tampa, Tampa proper, and what we're doing here, I find it that Hispanics in Hillsborough County are much more faster to. To was it um, assimilate assimilate into society and also marry outside of the and that own might race. be fine. I'm and not talking about I'm not talking about the assimilation aspect of it. I'm simply talking about no. the population. Do you really think Miami? I'm not is, talking about the lifestyle. Do you think I'm Miami talking about the assimilates the same way as they do in Tampa? No, no, not at all. Until we go to a McDonald's at four o'clock in the morning and they only speak Spanish. Then we then we'll get there. We'll go to the McDonald's on Waters. What yeah, do you think is happening only, there? I've been to the McDonald's at Walmart. Right, Walmart. <laughs> Waters. I grew up in that area. My church is from there. It's always been a Hispanic community. But I'm not in the middle of Ocean Drive, and everyone's only talking. But I'm Spanish. telling you, that's what's that's what's growing. <sighs> now that he lives in town and country, now that he lives, that's all. No, no look, I've been go there my travel, life. travel between um, Bloomingdale in 301. And uh, Big Bend Road in 301. And there are more than a handful of Colombian coffee shops and bakeries. Um, there are already say, a handful of, of Colombian and Latin restaurants. I will say this. Society ends after Alamo. So, <laughs> because I don't go past 60th if I don't have to. Again, it's just, it's, well, yes. I, I but do it's believe, part of the county. It's, I do believe other community. parts of the community of, Tam of Hillsborough County are becoming a lot more Latin Dense, and that's perfectly fine, but that's because the normal Latin communities that were in Tampa have started to gentrify so much. Yeah, that but that's that, where that it started. It's starting to it started to flux out. Into but then the what happens is that that community becomes successful, and they start to move inward. And so, what used to what is Coral Gables, what is Coconut Grove, what is downtown Miami? Again, those were all the, you know the wealthy lawyers, attorneys, doctors that did not speak English. Mm -hmm. To put it lightly, and guess what? They're all gone. Yeah, they sent their children and even, here first, and, and now they moved up. And even the ones that that uh, the ones that have stayed have had to learn Spanish to remain competitive in their respective fields. I don't. I don't see Tampa going in that direction. I think Tampa is in a very good place right now when it comes to the influx of the Northerners, influx of uh, individuals and new and new. A lot of people that move to the country, honestly, usually stop in or come from into Miami and come to go to Orlando. Orlando has a lot bigger Hispanic oh, population absolutely. than we do. And I think we have in, in Tampa area, I think it's a good diversity. When but you're seeing that. it already because again, Orlando is, is ahead of where we are. 
in terms of, again, the population growth of Hispanic. And they're already, I, it's not that I want to. This is what's happening. It's inevitable. It's not happening. I'm No, I rebuke this is all inevitable. of this negativity coming Where's out. Where's my water? Where, where's my holy water? I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing the Hispanic community take elected offices in Kissimmee. Um, and eventually Kissimmee becomes Orange County. And, and again, it's just, it's the, it's the natural progression of things. Are you done? Florida will eventually become part of South America. Are you? And we're done. And we're done. Yes, Miami is the capital of Central America. Financially, everything else, but we are done. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Oh I've gosh. never Triggers. been. <laughs> being triggered. All right. I just cannot. There's some days I can't deal with him at all. Thank you, everybody, for watching the yard sign. <laughs> Most relevant podcast in politics. Uh, special Holy thanks day. to Elizabeth Flock for joining us tonight. You can find her Thank at Mother you. Flocker on all social media platforms. Also, uh, thanks to Enable David Cabrera. And uh, thanks to everybody watching and listening to the show. Again, please remember to like, subscribe, follow, uh, and ring the bell if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, YouTube. Yeah. And uh, thank you again to Concerned Veterans for America for coming on as, uh, as a new sponsor. Again, more details on that next week as we had to push everything back thanks to ian um but again if you'd like to get involved with uh not only providing some volunteer hours but also maybe some services uh, some supplies however you want to contribute in your way to the uh, hurricane devastation that's happened and not only in southwest florida but you know across the state really orlando has had a lot of damage as well make sure you visit volunteerflorida.org that's volunteerflorida.org and uh i do want to give a little preview of uh, what's coming down the pike because we'll probably talk about it next week um biden's oil reserves that he pulled from to uh, manufacture the mm -hmm. lowering of the gas prices of have run out um florida will be a little bit behind the trend because we have our gas tax just starting mm -hmm. thanks to governor DeSantis. um but already on the west coast uh, gas prices are starting to spike again. We'll see a national increase in gas prices uh, begin uh, starting this week. What, right and before the election? What? Who yeah. would have expected that to happen? Well, again, the Biden's timing couldn't have been worse because it's literally going to, between that, the inflation, interest rates, all that stuff, it, it's, it's going to... It's going to kill them in the midterms. Well, Good. That's what happens when he doesn't get his nap in the middle of the day. So, <laughs> All right. On behalf of Anibal... Uh, Elizabeth and yours truly Johnny Torres thank you so much for watching we'll catch you next week same time same bat channel this has been the yard sign good night everybody good night it went up oh, 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 oh.